There are so many things in this life that make us want to run away, that make us want to hide, that make us want to give up. We are worried about our performance at school. We're worried about finals week. Are we going to get the projects done? Are we going to be able to do uh, what we had hoped to do at the beginning of the semester? We worry about our relationships with other people. Is this going to work out? Why, is, why aren't they my friend anymore? Why aren't they returning my calls? We see Christians being persecuted around the world. And we worry that it might happen to us one day. We see the things that happened in Sri Lanka. And we thank God that that kind of thing didn't happen at our Easter service. We're worried about the direction of our country. We're worried about our financial debts. If you're graduating soon, uh, you haven't thought about those until right now. (laughs) We're worried. And we worry. In our worry, we just want to find someone, some group that understands us. Perhaps... uh, There is someone out there that knows what I'm going through. Perhaps there is a group that thinks like I think. And we want to surround ourselves with like-minded people. We want to shut out the opposition. We want to shut the conflict out. We want to belong. We want to be safe. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Let's stop right there. Do you know who these people are that are living in fear? There are heroes in the faith. These are Jesus' closest followers. Everybody when the, uh, from the 5,000, everybody on Palm Sunday, They were like, man, what would it be like to be that close to Jesus? And now, these people, these heroes, they are locked away. Their state of mind is no longer boldness. Their state of mind is being scared of death. They're afraid that the same people who killed Jesus were going to be coming after them very soon. They did not want the world to see them. They didn't want to be seen as different. That's evidence from what Peter said just hours earlier, earlier that morning. Uh, I mean, earlier, three days earlier. He said, I don't know the man, calling down curses on himself. They didn't really want the world to see them at all. They wanted to be anonymous. Their common fears caused them to find each other. They sought each other out because everybody else in that room had a very common experience. The shepherd, their shepherd was struck and they, the sheep, were afraid. They hid together. We do the same thing. When something upsets us, when something makes us anxious, Something makes us afraid. We run to those who understand. And they were together. But it did not help. 
Their doors were locked, and I imagine their lights were off. Not that they had light switches, but the, their lamps were out. They did not want anybody to find them. They were living in fear. What life situations are you going through? What makes you want to run, hide, and lock the doors? Maybe it is your exams. Maybe it's your finals. Maybe you're, just a, maybe you're afraid of the next stage of your life. Maybe it is relationships. Maybe things aren't going as well as you would like it to go in your relationships. Maybe it's taxes, disease, financial debts, unconfessed sin, fears about the future. Whatever it is, you can relate, like it or not, to the disciples on some level. There may, be, there may not be anyone trying to kill you. But you know what it's like to be afraid, and you know what it's like to want to belong. The disciples' sin and our sin is that we don't fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Now at this point, the disciples did not yet fully realize that Jesus was raised. They heard rumors from the women in their community. Peter did verify that Jesus was raised, uh, that he verified that the tomb was empty. Um, but they weren't really sure that he was raised. In fact, we re- heard the report last Sunday that the disciples did not believe the women. They flat out didn't believe them. Nonetheless, here they were. Each one of them bearing the name of Jesus that they were baptized into. And something miraculous happened. We read that Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands, he showed them his side. The disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus' resurrection, it replaced their fear with peace and joy. You're here, gathered this morning, gathered in the name of Jesus, who you were baptized into. If you have not been baptized, I would love to tell you about the awesome gift that Jesus has for each and every person that he died for in this world, which is all mankind. But you are here in the name of Jesus, and outside you have a whole world of cares. Cares that fill your heart with fear and doubt, that give you tension. My friends, and no matter what you worry about, No matter where you have been, know this. Jesus has been raised from the dead. John explains to us that these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and so that by believing, you may have life in his name. And you do have life in Jesus' name. Remember, you were baptized into that name. 
the name by which he saved you. In the end, in the end, what can we be afraid of? Look who stands by our side. He is the risen Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega, as we read in Revelation. He is the first and the last. He is the one who is to come. He is the Almighty. And when Paul pondered his fears right up next to the risen Jesus, he wrote this. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. If God is for us, Paul wrote, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he also, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? For I am sure, Paul writes, that nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the disciples' fears did not nullify God's faithfulness to them. Let me say that one more time. Their fears did not nullify God's faithfulness to them. Thomas' doubts did not stop God from loving him. Thomas had said, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hands into his side, I will never believe. And you know what? That didn't faze Jesus one bit. You can say all you want, you can doubt all you want. God's not afraid and he still loves you. Even though he declared that he could not believe, Jesus still came to him. And what did he speak? Well, eight days later, his disciples were inside again. Notice that they didn't stop meeting together. They were already in the habit of meeting on Sundays as the church still does to this day. As they met together, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve. Believe. What did Jesus do here? Jesus spoke to Thomas' doubt. What is Jesus doing here? He is speaking to our doubt. What does he speak? He speaks to you peace. Peace be with you. And he speaks to you trust. We see his work for us on Good Friday when he shows them the hands and the feet and his side. And we eat and drink 
of his risen body and blood on this Lord's day, this resurrection day. He says to us, nothing can keep my love from you. Nothing. Nothing you're going through. And he who says this, he is greater than all of your fears. And we respond with Thomas, my Lord, my God. Jesus' redemption changed his disciples. It changes us as well. The disciples in our first reading were found not in locked doors. In the reading in Acts, it says that they were out in the streets speaking boldly. And they were put in prison for preaching Jesus. Remember, that's what they were afraid of. They were afraid of being put in prison, so they put themselves in their own prison, locked away and afraid. But now they're not afraid. During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison door and brought them out and said, Go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and they began to teach. They were arrested again. And they were told, we strictly charge you not to teach in this name. Yet here here you have filled all Jerusalem with this teaching. And Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted this Jesus at the right hand as leader, as savior, to give repentance to Israel and to bring forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. You see, Jesus You see, God raised Jesus from the dead. And this took away the apostles' fear. Yet I'd like to remind you, not all the time. You see the apostle Paul, who met the risen Lord on the road to Emmaus. You see him talking that when he went to the church at Corinth, he was filled with fear daily. He was scared. What was, he being, what was he scared of? Probably of getting beaten. Beaten. What happened? He got beaten. His fear came true. At the same time, as Luther notes, you know, Martin Luther went up against a mighty power. And I think he count, counted his fears. And he was like, well, they could take away my, they could take away my goods. They could take away my family. They could take my wife away. His fears did not come true. But he wrote in his hymn, even if all those did come true, they have not won the day. They they cannot take away heaven from me. Jesus has won it, and his promise is secure. 
Jesus rose and forgave Peter. Um, that's out of context because I skipped over a bunch. <laughs> Let me uh, skip down to something that will make sense. Jesus rose, my friends. He has washed you with water and the word. And he says to you, this is my body, this is my blood. The peace of God be with you always. And with those words, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, grants us peace. And know this. This is a peace that you have to you want to continually abide in. You don't just say, I'm good. No, because the world, the devil, and our own sinful nature keep coming at us. We want to return each Sunday, just as the apostles did. And we leave here each and every week with our fears and our troubles. Look, they're not gone, but they're put back into the proper perspective. They are not bigger than my Jesus who rose from the dead. They are not bigger than he who loves me so much that even the cross could not separate him from me. My fears are not bigger than the creator of the universe who shed his blood for me. He has risen from the dead and he is the one who intercedes for me. He has risen from the dead and he is the one who has secured eternal life for me. Because he loves me, I will no longer be afraid of the things in this world. His love makes me into a person who loves the world. I'm not afraid of my enemies. I love my enemies as Jesus first loved me. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia.